1: everybody, and welcome to another edition of The Only Podcast. I am your co-host, Austin Smith, joined as always by your other co-host, John Kirby. Uh, You can find us on Twitter at ACSmith06 and at John underscore Kirby. And as always, follow the mothership at TheOnlyColors. It's June. The NBA draft has passed, and we have two new Spartans in the NBA. We do. That's pretty cool. So far. So far. Who knows
2: who else makes a roster at the upcoming summer league, Austin? No, oh, yeah.
1: John, by the way, is going out. Well, why don't you why don't you tell the people?
2: Well uh yeah, headed out to the NBA summer league and uh, next week. It is a casual 110 degrees out in Las Vegas <laughs> next week. I'm I'm pretty sure that I might die. Oh, heat stroke, but I'm excited for the air conditioning.
1: Are you more nervous? What's going to make you pass out faster, the heat or seeing Jaron Jackson and Miles Bridges in NBA uniforms? I would say that
2: seeing Travis Trice in a (laughs) Milwaukee Bucks summer league uniform will make me
1: pass out. All right, so I want to shout out and try to get a favor here from anybody that listens if you are able to somehow get John a picture with Travis Trice in a Bucks summer league uniform, I, you might you might get invited to his wedding. So
2: I'm going to tell you right now, these aren't well attended events because they're like for junkies like myself and NBA scouts and for people who are just looking for something to do while they're not gambling. I I'm pr- I don't want to get ahead of myself. I don't think there's gonna be a lot of security either. <laughs> so if I yell out Travis, and by the way, I'm probably the only one in the gym who knows who he is, might be able to get a pick by myself. Yeah, but I'm just saying. he will
1: see if there's someone in the Vegas area. Oh, yeah. who might know a guy who knows a guy that could help our boy out. You know, the, the debt would never be able to be paid. I'm sure. Speaking of Travis, did you see that video of
2: him out in uh, New Zealand? No. He did that like amazing sliding
1: globetrotter esque move. I think I did see
2: that. It was unreal. It like that came to me via like unprompted. That was on like <laughs> Instagram scrolling. Like on Greatest Highlights or something.
1: Travis a guy, like, man. I know that little peanut head. Listen, if he can carry a team to a final four, which still blows my mind. Just for the record, I'll never really get over that. That's why he's near and dear to my heart. I think he can make a squad. They need guards, they need shooting. Who's they? The bucks. I thought you just meant teams. No, well, yeah, yeah sure, teams, <laughs> but well, yeah, the NBA is all about shooting, especially when the ball doesn't rotate when you shoot it.
2: That I think for the mere spectacle,
1: yes, they should consider that he plays for Champville
2: sure. uh, SC, which is a basketball club now in apparently. Well, I think he's moved on from New Zealand. He's with the Brisbane Bullets,
1: that's a which is an Australian name. team.
2: My bad, and in the NBL. And now he's playing for Bill SC, which is a team that is in Lebanon.
1: Sure, dude. The, Why not the Wolves? See the world. The Wolves, as them. Uh, Here we go, Wolves. Well, JJ
2: Hickson's on that team. Oh
1: wow, JJ Hickson. Jeremy Pargo. Uh, oh, squad. Donson.
2: Squad. Oh, we've
1: got some like fourth years. No, actually, JJ Hickson was a one-year guy. I remember. I saw. <laughs> I remember. A quick, JJ Hickson tangent. They played at MSU when he was a freshman, that NC State team. Yeah. It was like him and, oh my God, who was the three? They had a, a, a wing. Julie, Julian Hodge. Yeah, him. I think Julius Hodge might have been on that team. Um, but they played against MSU, and I was there with a good buddy of mine, Ben. And he, I remember, I remember you know, Hodge is, is playing. We're like, oh, or uh, Hickson's running up and down the court. And we're like, okay. Like, I heard a lot about this kid. He's a highly ranked recruit. Yeah. Um, Let's see what he's got to say. And my buddy watched him go up and down the court. One time he goes, or he sees him right on the floor. He goes, "Nah, he's raw. He's raw." <laughs> First time he gets the ball, just the most polished spin no, move. Just, queen. just like, like one, like hezy step, yeah. spin, one dribble, beautiful layup. And I just look right at him. He just looks back at me. Just goes raw still raw <laughs> pretty pretty sure he dropped like 20 and 15 in that <laughs> game just like ruined michigan state but it, i'll just i'll always whenever i hear that name i just think yeah, he's raw he's too raw but you know now apparently he's playing with travis so let's hope yeah. uh he can get our boys some you know maybe some put some good juju out there for him
2: it is clearly a summer podcast yeah when we're when we are at that point um, already, uh, already the how many yeah. minutes in three 90? five five so uh today we got a lot to talk about yes um Want to run through the schedule? Uh, we got Moneyball Pro-Am league rosters came out, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and then we're going to talk a little bit about the NBA draft. See how we did with that mock a uh, month or so back. A yep. Longer. Talk about the summer league in general. What, what's going to happen? Who's on what roster as far as Michigan State's concerned, and maybe around the the league. And then uh, we have a few things to touch on in football.
1: Yes, some some fun crouton. Some crouton is what could go wrong. Um, all right, cool. So let's start with that Moneyball roster. Um, so the Moneyball, if you guys aren't familiar somehow, is a summer pro am league and that always takes place in East Lansing. The Michigan State, you know, upcoming roster is always kind of divided into six different teams. Some good alums come back. Some some big names. We've had big names come back over, over the years. Day Day and Denzel have played in Did it. Gary yeah, play. I think Gary came back and played it after his first year. So if
2: you're, if you're wondering why is it six teams, it, the way it works is NCAA rules reg, uh, regulate that if teams are to, or if players are to participate on the offseason, they cannot play on any team um, that has more than one of their current teammates. Is that true? That's I had no idea. I'm happy to help. Fun fact, the more you know. That's what I'm here for. So uh, that reason you're going to see uh, six different teams, two different guys each. Some of the guys... Um, weren't invited. That's okay because they weren't they weren't going to probably be rotational players. Yeah. So that said, uh, Tom Izzo, um, I'm guessing had a lot to do with how these got divvied up.
1: Yeah. In the past, he's he's always split them up. Like he can't technically be there coaching either. Correct. But uh,
2: Pro- I don't believe he can actually cannot even be in the gym if more than uh, I think it's three players are participating at one time or something like that. So.
1: Yeah. Uh, so he won't be there, but you can see his fingerprints all over these rosters. All right, so we've so got we've, six different rosters. So
2: we've updated. We're not just colors anymore in the Pro-Am. Yeah. We've got real team names. you want to take them through?
1: Yeah, sure. So the first one is Team Definition, which uh, the two MSU members of that team are Kenny Goines and incoming freshman Aaron Henry. We've got Team Glory, which has Matt McQuaid and Marcus Bingham. Team Quicksilver, which has Cassius Winston and Gabe Bubba Brown. Team Showtime which has Xavier Tillman and incoming freshman Foster Lawyer. Team Splatter, which is a ridiculous name for a team, (laughs) with Josh Langford and Thomas Kithier, another incoming freshman. And then finally, Team Definition, which has...
2: Maybe uh, maybe I repeated
1: that. Oh, yeah. Well, the Green Team then. Green Team. Um, With Big Puddin', Nick Ward, and Kyle Arntz. Um so I know it's a lot to remember, but you can look those rosters up at the uh, website. But uh, one of the questions we wanted to run through, kind of our, our fun way of uh, going back and forth here is, John, I'm going to put it to you first. If you're starting an MSU team, like if you got to pick a core or two to start a team with out of these duos, mm-hmm. which one are you going with? So they split them up pretty evenly. Um, yeah, there's really mo- no like. Uh, I don't think there's an obvious choice here. And you'll notice that, with the
2: exception of Nick Ward and Kyle Aaron's, there's a an old timer and a newcomer yeah. paired together. So with that, um, I was hinting at Nick Ward and Kyle Aaron's just because of um, the the veterans.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: but I gotta go with Xavier, and uh, I'm gonna be the hype man for Foster. Oh, yeah. In lawyer.
1: case you haven't picked up on this, John. I might be related to Foster Lawyer with how with how excited you are about him coming in. I, I know. know you've talked about it before, but let's just reillustrate that point. I re- reserved time in my schedule to
2: watch his Class A state ch- semi and championship, game. <laughs> and it was worth it. He was amazing, so I, I stand by that choice. I you stand by that choice. <laughs> it's.
1: I don't have yeah, luck going. It. I nailed it.
2: So, um, who are you going to p- who would you pick? Um, I I snag Xavier and Foster.
1: Yeah, so I like that a lot. Um because you got the front court and the back court there. I you know, I think and anybody who's listened to this podcast consistently, uh first of all, I'm really sorry. Second of <laughs> all, um you're going to be surprised by my answer here maybe, but I'm going to go with team red, which is Team Glory, uh, Matt McQuaid, and Marcus Bingham Jr. Ooh. I feel similarly about Marcus Bingham as you do about Foster Lawyer. I think he is going to remind people a lot of a young man who just got drafted fourth overall and another guy named Adrian Payne who once went 15th overall. He's going to be somewhere. I don't. I mean, you can't expect him to do what Jaron just did, but yep. I think he's uh, going to be a similar type of player. Which Certainly is got my, the body type. It's my favorite type of player. <laughs> And uh Matt McQuaid. Yeah, yes. I just I'm just jealous because he gets to he his job is gonna be to eat. Like he literally just has to eat. I do that. That's the job. Yeah. Of all jobs. Um, anyways, Matt McQuaid uh has for better or worse, run some point guard in his career and uh is a pretty decent three point shooter after all, and is a good defender. So that's a lot of that's good. That's a good defensive team and well, a team that can shoot.
2: Well, Matt's not going to play point guard on this team because young Tum Tum Nairn is coming back.
1: Oh, good point.
2: So he will be playing um, with with the young fellas as
1: well as Ladante Henton. I don't know if you remember him. I do. I remember I watched him in a high school tournament. He was on Alex Gana's AAU team. Very good yeah, memory. Yeah, and he was real good.
2: Yeah, he actually ended up at Providence and was an uh, honor. All-American honorable mention.
1: Yeah, he was like stuck. He was nasty. He was like, he came along a little too early because he was like a 6'5", but he was like a bully. It's Like mm-hmm. a big bully guard. And I think he could have... Uh, he would do much better in today's professional basketball scene than he ended up doing, yeah. which is too bad.
2: Uh, another name you might know coming back, uh, Kay Felder of yes. Oakland. Uh, he'll be playing in the league. Yeah, I don't know for how long because I, I have to think he was he will get picked up for the Summer League. He just got yeah. let go by the Pistons, who uh, will not be renewing it. his contract. Um, he had a 2 way last year. But i got to think that someone's going to give him a run in the Summer League. So yeah, maybe he so. will play or not play, maybe later in the year. So, yeah.
1: so it'll be fun. That's about a month starts here in the early parts of July, so keep yeah, an eye on that.
2: I'm sure there will be plenty of uh, Twitter videos. Some people head out there and, and record the games and, don't don't take too much stock in the stats.
1: Yeah, um, unless your favorite player is really well. Yeah, and then in go which all case in, get way, which I will get really carried away. Um, okay, so from the collegiate league to the professional leagues, uh, we had a little draft recently, the NBA draft, um, and Michigan State. It's easy to say uh, was well represented in That's said it. draft. Two Spartans ended up. Going in lottery, not really to anybody's surprise no. whatsoever, but um, you know that was Jaron Jackson going fourth overall to the Memphis Grizzlies, and Miles Bridges going twelfth overall, actually picked by the Clippers, but traded to the Charlotte Hornets. Mm-hmm. Um, first impressions.
2: I I am thrilled for both of them. I, they could have gone anywhere, but uh, I'm pumped that uh, I think. Things opened up. Uh, people didn't really know what was going to happen. Maybe after that, f- the first three of Ayton Doncic, yeah, and uh, Bagley. So like, w- I think people had a pretty good idea who the second tier was. But uh, Michael Porter, there were some back issues. Um, you know, Mobamba. People are saying a little too raw. Trey Young. I think people thought um, wasn't quite proven yet. So Jaron felt like the most upside of all of them, and Big that's time. where Memphis said to themselves, "This feels like a can't miss." So,
1: yeah, I think if you're Memphis, certainly if you're talking about Jaron first, like he's a really good fit alongside Marcus Sull. In the immediate future, mm-hmm. I think he's probably a starter right off the bat. Mm-hmm. He brings—I mean, you and I have talked about him ad nauseum throughout this past season. But I think there's a decent chance he ends up. I think he's going to be the best player out of this class. I like DeAndre Ayton a lot. I understand he is a friggin' machine. Mm-hmm. He's built like a man child. But um, I, you know, I just think Jaron fits I, exactly yeah. what the NBA is going towards. It's probably true.
2: What I don't have
1: any—I have no ability to to
2: understand if. If guys in the Euro League will translate, yes. Luca is was drafted second overall.
1: I, third. I, oh, sorry, third. Sorry, third, get sorry,
2: third overall. And um, I just don't know what uh, he's going to bring to the table. Maybe he'll be great. He's not going to play in summer league. Um, they're holding him out.
1: That's surprising.
2: Um, well, they're saying he just finished his Euro League yeah, stuff, fair. so they're just like, you can take a break because sure. otherwise there wouldn't have been a break. So I don't know. Um, we'll see with him, but beyond those two, like you said,
1: we kind of, let's, let's talk about miles first. We only didn't touch on miles. Do miles. I want to ask you, I I think he ended up about where we projected in our mock, but like in terms of the team, we expressed some concerns going into the draft that he's going to end up in a tough situation. Does this did that kind of do you still feel that way?
2: I kind of I don't want to say I 180ed,
1: but I think he's right where he needs to be.
2: And I in know, Charlotte, yeah, I mean not Charlotte specifically the franchise, but in a place that has no expectations next year that he will get the ball, he will start, he will not only start, he will be a key cog of that offense as of June 27th, meaning that you know they're gonna unload Kemba. They have nothing else really of, of value. Meaning he's going to get a lot of time to learn and lose a lot. And when you lose a lot, that isn't necessarily a great thing, but it means you're playing a lot as a rookie usually. Yeah. So whereas whereas there are other guys who are who are going to um, better teams, better programs, and I don't know how much better they get
1: Yeah, immediately. Yeah, I mean, he's in a situation where if you want burn and you want to you know get the opportunity to be honestly the face of a franchise. Plus, this is if, it. If I mean seriously, of,
2: if they get rid of Kemba, absolutely. I'd
1: be shocked if they don't get rid of Kemba. Mm-hmm. His contract is very movable. He's going to be a free agent soon. They can get value back for him. They're not going to be any good. I get wanting to sell tickets, but like I, you know, I think it's it's worth investing. It's worth being really bad marketing the hell out of Malik Monk and Miles Bridges. There you go. Dunking on a lot of people and running, running, running. And I also think, honestly, there's it, Miles Bridges is going to end up playing a lot of the four. And that's honestly where he should be playing. He was miscast. MSU was too big for their own good last year. I think we saw it come to fruition a couple different times. Uh-huh. Um, I think his game is just going to translate better. And he's going to play with guys like Nick Batum, who can teach him a lot. Um, he's going to play a lot, and I was saying before we started, but I think there's a—he's due to his situation, not necessarily due to his, you know, immediate talent or whatever you want to say. Um, I think he's a sleeper chance of rookie of the year. I'm not—I don't think he'll win it. I think I think Aiton is just going to be really, really frigging good, and I think Marvin Bagley is in a situation where he's going to be really good. Trey Young is in a situation yeah. where he's going to play a lot, so. Um, well, but, that's half of it,
2: right? You have but Bridges in a, is in
1: the position where he's exactly, going to get yeah. 12, 13 shots a game, and it's up to him to do
2: with them what he will. Well, and that's exactly it. You have to be in a position where you can, can get volume up mm-hmm. to even be considered. Um, the t- like I said, he's going to be surrounded by Frank Kaminsky, Oof. who's a- averaging 11 and 3.5. And
1: um, old Marvin Williams. Oh, man. Yeah, 9 and 4. That's a guy who can teach him a lot, though. Marvin Williams is a guy who probably is going to end up playing a similar type of game to Miles.
2: Under the rim? No, it's not he... <laughs> under the rim.
1: Marvin Williams? Marvin Williams is a 3-and... Like, he wanted to be a 3-and-D guy. But he couldn't. Yes. And then,
2: Jer- like, Jeremy Lamb. It's just not a good team. No. I'm, like, <laughs> looking at this team. It's a
1: real... Act- in fact, it's a bad team. Yeah, they, some would say. Some would say.
2: So, like I said, back to Miles. I think, you know... D- Do not judge that team's record by how much he may be improving.
1: Yeah. Um, I I mean, the the two state players that just got drafted. I mean, you get drafted in the lottery, you're going to go to a bad team in all likelihood. mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, these two guys, their teams are probably going to be drafted in the same positions, if not higher, a year from now. Yeah. But they both have the chance to be faces and like truly foundational building blocks of their team. And like, listen, this puts two more Spartans in two new markets, Um, and actually in a cool twist that I want to talk about real quick, um, gives us the potential for an all-Spartan front line in Memphis.
2: Oh my. You know, that is something that we have to talk about, is what does Jaren's um, being drafted the Grizzlies mean for Deontay?
1: I don't think it means much, to be honest, because of Jaren's flexibility Mm -hmm. positionally. I think Deontay is... The heir apparent to Gasol, like he's a center. Deontay's never going to play the four. Like he's, it's he's true. He's, well, he can't
2: because he cannot because he can't shoot exactly. Yeah, learn. Learn.
1: He's a five. Jaron can. You can play those. You can absolutely play those two together. Th- I mean, think about that. Uh, what what should have been. Mm-hmm. Um, think. Don't of, do it. Yeah, I know. But think about the the amount of block shots that yep. defensively. That is. I mean, those guys can guard guards easily. Like that's a fun. That's a good in terms of places to start with those two and then that Dylan Dylan Brooks who they took out of Oregon last okay, year. So I mean you got at least something. I don't think you're winning a lot of games, but you got at least yeah. something to build on. So this has been the long
2: play for the Memphis Grizzlies as they um, have transitioned away from with fu- I found fun grind city teams. Yeah. Um, and Marcus um obviously Zach Randolph has since departed. Yeah. They are he acts like he's dead. Well, he has, so, he
1: has left us. Uh, so yeah, his his career is pretty much dead. <laughs> yeah.
2: So and and part of it though is um, Gasol was a, in essence training Deonta. They would fly him back and forth to the practices, oh, yeah. and then back to G League uh, games to get him run. Um, so this is his third year, kind of a make or break year for for Davis. In that, like, the experiment can't go on much longer. You either yeah. are or you are not.
1: Right? Yeah, I mean, he started to play a lot better down the stretch last year when he got more tick. It's just he's young, and he was raw, and you knew he was raw coming into the league. So yeah. this this will be fun. I mean, we're probably going to get minutes with them together in the summer league, which should be really fun. That's right. Um, That'll be great. But let's talk about the rest of the NBA draft because uh, some interesting stuff happened. I don't know that there were a ton of surprises necessarily, um but let's talk about how we did in our mock draft. Ah. So, strictly speaking, we got 3 picks right, <laughs> which isn't great. No, um, it's not. Um how however, um <laughs> so like we we did also get I want to give us a little more credit because that's this is our podcast, we could do whatever the hell we want. Um we got Miles Bridges and Shea Gilgis-Alexander correct in the teams that they yeah. went to. Yeah. And they were traded for each other. That's they right. were just They were picked, Shea went 11 to Charlotte, Miles went 12 to LA, and they were flipped for each other. In our draft, we had Miles going 11 to Charlotte and Shea going 12 to LA. Well, we knew that LA. was going to happen. We did. I w- We should get some credit for calling Colin Sexton, too. I feel good about that
2: one. That was a good pick. Also, did you see his interview after, they, he like, poor kid is kind of put on the spot.
1: Oh, they're like, Tell LeBron why Tell you should come why back. Tell LeBron why you should And he's like, Heard
2: you need some pieces. It's like,
1: yeah. Oh, did you, yeah, Colin? Oh, <laughs> you've watched basketball. That's good to know. The one I think we got, I mean, we got, we got pretty close. Mo Bamba, we had five. He actually went six. Trey Young, we had six. He actually went five. Two big misses. I, I would say Something that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the biggest miss was we had Michael Porter all the way up at number four. Now, to our credit. Uh huh. His medicals came out right before the draft. We didn't necessarily know about those. Well,
2: the medicals came actually weirdly came out like well for him, but people just don't like.
1: Well, when why your you back is compared to a jelly donut, yeah. Yeah, not good, right? Typically. Normally bad. So he's gonna, actually
2: Michael Porter. He's actually. The Denver Nuggets kind of stole him.
1: Yeah. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about who, like, who do you think did the best in the lottery?
2: Wow! Um, yeah. Wow. I mean, I would say the Nuggets. Yeah. If only it's hard to argue because they got in, in my head a top five pick at at worst a top ten pick yeah. until the week leading up to the draft and maybe his back does does give out but when you're at the 14th pick rare exception to the rules you find someone there that can be a defining player for you.
1: I mean, yeah. When you're looking at Denver, you're talking about a team with Jamal Murray. Gary, one. Gary Harris may have heard of him. One of my faves. Uh, my fave, actually. Yeah. Will Barton, who may or may not be a free agent this offseason. Um, the Joker. Nikola Jokic. Yeah. I mean, so you, I, you had a real Michael Porter to that team. That team won 46 games in the and West last record. year.
2: Right they won 46 games. They were an
1: overtime loss in the 82nd game of the year yeah. away from the playoffs. Those good Pistons teams, yeah. like the when they're going to the Conference Finals, those teams were winning like 50 to 55 games yeah. a year. What I mean. This team won 46 right in a there. loaded conference. Like squad, You add what could be a top five squad. player?
2: Hey, that's, I here's, mean, that's here's, a, here's a fun piece of info for you. Did you see, I want to talk about two Dukies went into the, the, the lottery as well. Uh, Marvin Bagley and Wendell Carter, and mm-hmm. Wendell's mother recently came out. Oh, lately, did she? And she is not happy with the way things worked out. And yeah. Durham Listen. with Coach Yes, continue. So, uh, basically, she and the family feel that Wendell, who was supposed to be the jewel of their class, um, was overlooked because then they got Marvin Bagley, who is better. Yeah. And, and then, like, I'm like, I'm sorry. Yeah. And then, like, I, I'm not – I really go to bat for, like, Coach K. Yeah. Here, but, like, just want to put on record. Like, has anyone ever faulted a coach for going and landing another five-star?
1: Well, it's like, not – not, yeah. <laughs> First of all, it's not even that. It. It's – yeah, A, you expect him to stop recruiting good players. Yeah, what do you it's, want me to do it's, here? It's Mike Krzyzewski. This is going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also, if you are, like, if you're buying that message from him, that's your fault. Yeah. Like, you can't possibly, you can't buy that. Like, you, you, that's your fault for believing what he just told you.
2: Hey, man. All I know is they're both top ten picks. They're both going to be fine. I, I
1: would, Yeah. I would say things worked out pretty well for them both. Yeah. However, like, if you're getting recruited to a program like Duke, a program like Kentucky, a program that is now officially known for doing the one-and-done thing, yeah, or even just like a great program, and they sell you on, like, you are our guy. We're running everything through you, mm-hmm. and you've watched the way that such great players have been misused consistently at Duke over the last five to ten years. Mm-hmm. That's your fault. Yeah, man. I don't feel bad for None me. of this is news. Yeah, and, like, it worked out great. And, like, I'm not rooting against Wendell Carter. I don't think he's going to be very good. Yeah. Again, I was adamant about that in the last. Yeah, part. I know. I just don't think he's that good. I don't know. Okay, let's go down the Wendell Carter track real quick. Go ahead. What does he do at the next level? Yeah. That makes him a good player.
2: I didn't. I again, we talked about this before. I haven't seen him play defense.
1: I don't even know if he's good at it. Okay. A sort of a red flag when <laughs> half of the game is something you don't know if he's good at. It.
2: Well, I would, what I you know. do know is yeah. he wasn't
1: good enough as a backline defender for his team to feel comfortable being like, Oh, Wendell's got it. Like letting, you know I what know. I mean? Like, like, can
2: I, can I say something that's going to trigger you?
1: Yeah. It's already has.
2: <laughs> Michigan state co- coaching staff felt that way about Jaron in the final game of the
1: year. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I'm aware. It was, yeah. It, was, it was so, if you didn't I'm, know, I'm so aware. It's so bad. Um, <laughs> Anyways, uh, but no, but but at least when you talk about it's it's not the coach's fault that Wendell Carter isn't good. It's the or or that Wendell Carter wasn't able to, like, be great. It is Tom Izzo's fault that Jaron Jackson wasn't given the opportunity to be great in that situation. Wendell Carter played a lot. Never was good enough as a defender for them to even consider going, man, not a great shot blocker. You're not going to convince me that he's supposed to be a great shooter. He doesn't have a great foot speed. He's not a great ball handler. Bigs don't post up anymore. I'm just trying to figure out where he fits in. Like if you're... The thing is, the argument for it is that he's the garbage man that can let Laurie and do what he's going to do. If you're telling me now this is Garpax, so I guess I shouldn't be surprised. But if you're telling me that that guy is who you're taking at number seven overall with a guy like Michael Porter on the board. board. Let's see. Yeah, you got Michael Porter on the board. You got Miles Bridges on the board. You've got... Uh, at that point, Colin Sexton was still on the board. Uh, mikhail Bridges. Colin Shade was K- not on the board. Huh? Colin was not on the board. Oh, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Right? Yeah. Um, okay. I mean, those are really good players that will do more good for you. Yeah. yeah. And you can go pick up... I mean, Here, here's you can find a You can find a garbage man. Here's what's going to happen.
2: Where's ref Robert Williams. Here's what's going to happen. I don't know. Here's what's going to happen. Your boy Wendell Carter, before every game... He's gonna he's gonna listen to this podcast and this little clip before yeah. every game to get him hyped. Good. Okay. I hope he's good because I have, honestly <laughs> he's going rookie of the year. If
1: he's oh my god that <laughs> if that happens I'll just retire. I'm, I'm done. Uh, I would deserve it. Um, but I hope he's good because I want Denzel to succeed and I really like Laurie Markkinen a lot. The Finn Reaper. I'm a huge fan. That's an
2: amazing nickname. Yeah. I wish yeah. I came up with it. Credit
1: credit to pardon my take, but um, that is. One of my favorite players, and he was one of my favorite players at Arizona. So that's our NBA uh, rabbit hole, but I wanted to go down that.
2: So that said, there were um, three uh, teams that had three college programs that had uh, two guys selected in the lottery, which is mm. insane to me. That's wild. I know. So, so it's us, Kentucky,
1: and Duke. Decent company. Strong.
2: Champions Classic. Right? Strong.
1: Oh, yeah. Kansas. Yeah.
2: Where were you on that where one? Where are you at?
1: Where are you at, Kansas?
2: <laughs> call them out. Um, so that transitions us to the NBA Summer League, where you're going to hear a lot of the names you just talked about um, playing. Yeah. Along with uh, a lot of second-year guys, a lot of G League guys, and um, any other um, mis- misfit toys that Randos. anyone wants to see play. So there are three actually three NBA Summer Leagues. One is a 14 14- uh, get-together in uh, Utah. <laughs> Atlanta, Memphis, San Antonio, and Utah. So you actually be able Oof, to see Jaren boy. and Deonta play um, That's early. That's a rough foursome. July 2nd through the July 5th. Simultaneously, the California Classic takes place with Golden State, the Lakers, Miami, and Sacramento. Mm. I don't know why Miami got invited instead of the Clippers, yeah. but whatever. Great question. And So that is also during July 2nd through July 5th. And then the Vegas Summer League. Uh, kicks off from july 6th through the 17th yeah that's the big all, dog all 30 nba teams um every team is a round robin and then there's an actual tournament that takes place it's going to be a blast so summer league rosters are still being uh, identified right now so far we have obviously miles for the hornets the grizzlies are uh, as we mentioned uh, have jaron and uh, davis and uh the milwaukee bucks as i also previously mentioned have picked up travis trice which i'm thrilled about, because I cannot wait.
1: Have a problem.
2: And then, <laughs> San. I'm wondering if San Antonio is going to extend the opportunity to Matt Costello.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if Costello and Bryn Forbes are on that team.
2: I don't know about Bryn because that dude has it's his third year. He's kind of proven himself. He's mm-hmm. a rotational player. Costello, on the other hand,
1: Costello needs the time. He needs the
2: time. I agree. He, he led the Summer League in rebounds last year.
1: People, people forget. People forget that. Yeah. so uh, I think Forbes will... I bet Forbes ends up there. Maybe. Just to get him more burn. I mean, sure. like... Maybe. It's a bummer for him that Danny Green opted in. Yeah. I was hoping Danny Green would yeah.
2: go. Well, I yeah. thought... Yeah.
1: That was kind of the the big wonder, right? Is like, is Brandon Sp- being groomed to be that? I think the, he is. new shooter? Um, potentially. And, you know, listen. There's no such thing as too much shooting in the NBA. So, keeping him around's a good idea. Factual. But it's not just those four. Um, You know, that's an exciting group like that that's really exciting that they're on those summer league, summer League rosters mm-hmm. but um, we've got some other other big ten names that'll probably be in that summer league that were just drafted and, and this is where we want to do our rank them we always talk about oh, we yeah. always do the rank them um, so like I said four other big ten players were drafted aside from Spartans Tony Carr Penn State's guard drafted by the Pelicans yep Mo Wagner uh, Michigan's villain. Drafted by the Lakers, just making him, just cementing him as the most hateable of player course. of all time. Uh, Kevin Herter from Maryland, who we kind of panned for leaving, getting drafted in the first round by the Hawks, like mm-hmm. in like the teens. And then Cade yeah. uh, Bates diop getting picked up by the uh, Timberwolves. All right, who do you think of those four has the best NBA season? Presuming they all make their teams, best year next year
2: honestly you want my i'm not even gonna play the game i'm gonna be a villain here okay they're all trash and none of them, <laughs> them are gonna play and i don't think it's worth my time talking oh about my them. god all right well that <laughs> flamed out quickly <laughs> so uh, i'm gonna rank them this way i don't even know here here's why i'm, I'm low on bates df i think he's a stud in college you know who else i thought was a stud at ohio state Remember he used to light us up um,
1: William Buford
2: well, ha, li, name the list of guys from Ohio State that like just didn't piano uh,
1: most of them Deshaun um, yeah exactly yeah you know <laughs> they,
2: they, 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 I just oh looked. yeah the
1: lefty yes oh god he killed you know us. exactly what I'm talking I about I do I can't remember his last name though so oh my god
2: like we, like Kevin Hoyter we were like yeah I mean yeah sure he might yes. get some burn with the Hawks but then we're like were you ever afraid of him in college? No. No. Like what are we what am I doing? Yeah. Tony Carr, yes. I potentially was afraid, but also nah. And then Mo Wagner, like, I don't know what's happening with the Lakers right now.
1: True. I like, don't know gonna, who's going to be on that team.
2: I mean, like, he that dude may very well play less than DJ Wilson, which is hard to do. Yeah, tough. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I mean, All Mo right. Wagner's well, a more listen,
1: I'm gonna take this take some, seriously. somewhat seriously. Uh, I'm going to go from the bottom in terms of, like, uh, impact. Lowest, I've got Bates-T out there as well. I actually think bates Diop could be a good pro. Okay. Because he, again, fits the mold of the NBA right now. He can stroke. He's a good defender of those long arms. Uh, I think he could play the four pretty effectively in the NBA. But he's on the, the Wolves, who don't play a bench because Tibbs doesn't play bench players ever for any reason at all.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um unless you're Jamal Crawford. And so I have a feeling he's going to have the lowest impact. Uh, I'm going to put Wagner third on this list, not because of hate, but because kind of like you said, like that roster is in flux. I mean, and even if they don't land a big gun like Kawhi or LeBron or Paul George, like they'll probably bring back, if that doesn't happen, they'll bring back Julius Randle, like, They've got bigs who play, and not a ton, but um, I just don't know how much I see him contributing right off the bat. Again, could definitely be wrong there. Um, I'm going to put Kevin Herter second because that team, you don't talk about a bad team. Garbage. Your Atlanta Hawks Garbage. are really, really garbo. Uh, he's going to play a lot at the two. Because I have a feel like they so they draft, they also got Trey Young. So if they're smart, yeah. they're just going to run, run, run. And Herter is going to get a lot of open looks from three because their other best player is John Collins, who is a four. Like you're going to, those are going to, Trey Young and Collins are going to be your two guys mm-hmm. that dominate the ball. And if, the hawks are even remotely smart they'll make herder into clay thompson and just have him run off screens catch and shoot yep. which is what he's good at and he's big i actually think he could be yeah. decent i don't think i was ever don't make scared him of come him around. Don't no know. listen i wasn't scared of him in college but like i mean i never liked playing against him because he could light you up for 10 threes but you know we'll we'll see he's going to look ridiculous in those atlanta uniforms we'll say that at the, ver- <laughs> at the very least we know that uh, but my guy is Tony Carr. Yeah. I was a Tony Carr slap last year. Yeah. He is also true. I'm way too into this pick. Like I think he is exactly what the Pelicans need. Like they need something from their backcourt. Like it's their true. their backcourt is garbage. Well, like besides Drew I like Drew Holiday a lot. Well, uh,
2: fifty.
1: Rondo, yeah, he's hundred years old and is like he's not he's actually not like a horrendous no. shooter. And actually I think he's like thirty, but uh, um For, he's, for the intense purposes of my for saying, this conversation, he's their garbage he's garbage Each one more.
2: Three Tuan Moore.
1: Three oh. Twanmore. one who uh who started at small forward. Like there's just none of those names jump out at me. And I thought Tony Carr should have come back for another year, but he can get buckets, man. Like yeah. I don't they don't need him to really get buckets because you've got AD and potentially Boogie coming back. But, like, another guard, again, guy who can shoot a little bit and can get his own shot, having that as a second or third option is, like, a really nice thing to have. Uh, And you know what? The Pelicans don't have a lot of money to spend, especially if they bring back Boogies. So, like, you needed a guy like this. Like, this pick, kind of like what the Pistons did, drafting the kid from Creighton and Bruce Brown from Miami. Like, they made those picks to be rotation pieces, Mm -hmm. not – just yeah. to have I mean, just players like, smart. I think Tony Carr is going to play. Mm-hmm. So I think he has a chance. I The only one on here who I don't think is going to get burned is, is Bates Diop. But that, again, that's in June, the year before, <laughs> with so much still to go. But I like I liked Tony Carr. I like him. Okay, so the person we
2: were thinking about as stat corrections here, Ohio State guy was uh, Deshaun Thomas. I hated him. He just let us
1: up. He's just super unathletic looking and just killed us. Used to just lace from three, if I remember correctly.
2: I hear the dudes fr- from Ohio State that have, were Thad Mata's guys. I'm going to give Bates Diop to Thad Mata. That's fair. And the NBA, okay? But going backwards for that, D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. He's like number two overall, right?
1: Yeah, he could still be a decent player. I think he could still be good. He's in Brooklyn now. He still though.
2: could be. Like, listen to
1: yourself. Like could be. It's only his third year. Okay.
2: Sean Thomas, no, he's probably out of the league. I think Jared? I don't know if he was in the Sully. league. Sully, Jared Sullinger, yeah, that didn't work out. John he's De- very fat. John Deebler, John Deebler,
1: oh my yeah. god,
2: yeah, Evan, the villain, Evan Turner, the vi- I
1: hated him. Ooh, sorry, I'll and come then back they, to him. And
2: then three more. They went through. Uh, remember, they went through this weird thing where they got a seven-foot huge dude every year.
1: Yes, somehow. Yes, uh, Byron Mullins. No, oh, my not. God. Byron Mullins. Costa Kufos. He's still in the league. Sure. Greg
2: Oden. Well, we uh, never Costa know. Costa Kufos. We'll never
1: know. No, no, no uh, offense intended, but is just one of the ugliest dudes in the world.
2: Oh, same. So I get it.
1: <laughs> Mike
2: Conley and then Daquan Cook. Very oh, nice. I liked nice.
1: I liked Daquan Cook. So, you said a great name. Quick Evan Turner thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said this to somebody. I think it was Nate Bott on on Twitter. On the
2: Twitter.com? On
1: the Twitter machine. Um, Luka Doncic reminds me too much of Evan Turner to be that excited about him. Oh. Yeah. I just don't think he's that athletic. I could be. I mean, I'm probably going to end up being really wrong. And I think Dallas is a great place for him to end up in terms of expectation. And, well, when you put, and pairing with Dennis Smith is an awesome pairing. There you go. I was just going to
2: say, maybe you don't have to be when someone else is that athletic. Yeah. They like makeup. Maybe.
1: Maybe. Maybe. We don't know. Okay. All right. All right. Enough hoops. Let's talk football. We're moving on. Yeah, we got creutin. It's June, which means everybody's upset about everything. Mad Online. Yeah, we got a little mad online this week. Got into it with We some, well, me particularly, <laughs> just got into it, got into a little Twitter back and forth over uh certain teams bragging about recruiting dominance despite not having on field dominance. Uh, it it's was all, all got. but it was all triggered by, oh, nice pun on my part. Triggered by uh, <laughs> quarterback Dewan Mathis, yeah. who MSU was very excited to have. Elite 11, really good looking prospect. He flipped to Ohio State.
2: Oh, no. Yeah.
1: So, the best uh, got better. Yeah. It doesn't really seem fair. Uh, sort Did of. anyone consider honestly? Us about honestly, it's kind of rude. On Urban Meyer's part, to not be considerate of our fan base, but... I feel like I should talk to him. No, we this is getting it. ridiculous. If, if we can. We'll try and get him on the horn, but um, in case we can't, we should verbalize it here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Duan is gone, no longer a member of Michigan State's class. Um, this is, interestingly, the second time he has flipped uh, schools. Previously flipped from Iowa State to MSU.
2: Yeah, I kind of get that I get one. that one. Because you're like, oh, I'm actually good now.
1: Oh, <laughs> People like- oh. oh, Iowa State. Oh, <laughs> this is all a big misunderstanding.
2: I'm sorry. Yeah. My bad. Um,
1: so he's now on his third state university. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see. I think it'll be interesting to see whether he stays there or not. I don't think he'll come back I to MSU. But I don't think you can flip again. Can I th- you? Yeah, absolutely you can. Do you remember Gunnar Kiel?
2: Well, that was because... Gunnar Keel went to like
1: seven schools. And then that didn't work out for him. No. No one ever heard from him again. He went to Cincinnati and got like almost decapitated, if I remember. Um, So anyways, it'll be interesting to see if he does flip again, because if you think Urban Meyer is going to stop recruiting quarterbacks, you have not been paying attention. Um, Also, I saw something pretty wild from DeWan Mathis' dad in a quote. Oh, yeah. Yeah, where he said that Urban Meyer has nine quarterbacks, all of whom were drafted in the first round in the NFL. Had to fact check it's that. It's just wildly false. It's impossible. It Yeah. It's, it, yes. Yes. No, it's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not impossible. It's pretty out there. So, I have to think this guy misspoke. I think yeah, I, could... I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt there as well. I think, I'm he may have to... had nine guys drafted. He's been like, coaching for a long time. No. No. Um no,
2: <laughs> and because I think I did some digging, and it was like, at, when he was at Bowling Green, he was in the sixth round. Got Josh, Josh Harris, Harris, and then at Utah, Alex Smith, first rounder.
1: That's one. Uh,
2: then he had Chris Leak, who was an undrafted, uh, I don't he may have made a roster. He threw
1: a really pretty ball, though. He was
2: on the Bears for a little bit. T- okay, so we'll give him, people on rosters, three. Uh, Tim
1: Tebow, four. First rounder. First rounder. That's your two first rounders. Cam Newton. Got to give him Cam Newton, and this is a this is a, important as a Michigan State fan so who we we have to abide by this technicality. It is we invented we, the technicality. We don't want to <laughs> burn the bridge we're trying to cross here with Nick Foles, so let's keep, keep give it. him Cam keep, Newton. We'll let you have it. That's
2: three. John Brantley, uh, undrafted. Mm-hmm.
1: I quick story. Hit me. Once started him. Over Cam Newton in an NCAA it football did dynasty. That. No, I did that. Oh, Urban did that. Well, Cam too. Newton stole a bunch of computers first and sure. then transferred. Sure. But John Brantley, I drafted, or I deliberately said, this Cam Newton guy is no good. So that tells you everything you need to know about me. Ah, it's a bummer. So Brantley, continue.
2: And then you get into Braxton, Cardale, JT, all of whom were drafted. Braxton at wide receiver. Was JT drafted? Uh, he was not.
1: Yeah, so but,
2: I mean I don't know what he's doing.
1: So like I I get listen, if you want to go for
2: those are nine human a,
1: beings. Those are nine men <laughs> all of whom play football. Something we can agree upon and at one point in time played the quarterback position. So for maybe that America. was it. So I I don't necessarily blame listen, I'm never going to fault a kid for wanting to go to Ohio State like it's a phenomenal school. It's uh, they win a lot. Uh, he'd get to play with a lot of NFL players, but when I, I think the only position, honest to God, the only position that you can look at it and be like, that might not be the best choice for getting to the next level, mm-hmm. is the quarterback position. Yeah, truly. I mean, like he, it's not like Urban Meyer's bad developer of talent by any stretch. If you go to Ohio State and you play any other position, you get a massive benefit of the doubt going into the NFL. Fact, one hundred percent. But uh, it's kind of like Bama, like. they're just not great at developing quarterback talent. Like, he is going to be – I think he's going to be a stud. Nothing about his transfer or flipping makes me think anything less of him on the field as a prospect, and I think Ohio State's system is going to make him look incredible. But, like, I I, I don't know. It it doesn't always translate.
2: So, as it stands, Michigan State's quarterback situation is as Brian uh, Lawerke will be – QB1 for the next two years.
1: Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: then young Rocky Lombardi will have... Mover of chains. <laughs> yes. We'll probably have two years because um, he's a registered freshman. So junior and senior year, hand it mm-hmm. over to him. You have to remember, we, Messiah uh, has since left. Um, Damian Terry has graduated. Mm-hmm. and So it's
1: Theo Day theo
2: day is He's a true the freshman other remaining uh, quarterback currently on the roster
1: yeah you get into a weird spot this is I, I so I think just extrapolating this out I still think Michigan State really tries to take quarterback in this class because skipping a class with quarterback puts you in a really interesting spot especially if theo day or Rocky transfers mm-hmm. because when you when you The advantage of taking one every single class is that you breed that competition. And then if a younger guy or, you know, you build yourself in some margin for error, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, But let's say two years from now comes up and Rocky Lombardi wins the job as a junior. And Theo Day decides, I don't want to stick around for two years and only play as a senior. Well, or would it be as? Yeah, yeah. He would be as a senior. He would only play as a senior. So, like, I don't want to stick around and do that. All of a sudden, your backup then becomes, if you don't take a kid in this class, your backup yeah. becomes a redshirt freshman. Yeah, And you get into some... The
2: grad transfer thing.
1: Well, you just get into a dicey situation if injuries ever take place. It's like going into the... Honestly, it's similar to this year with Lewerke. Like, losing Messiah puts us in a position where mm-hmm. your backup is a guy who's never See? stepped foot on the field. So, you... you it, That's why you want to take a guy in every class to build, build that little pipeline. So I still think they'll take a kid. Um I think if I was projecting or kind of putting my my thoughts out there, I think Sam Johnson.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh I'm trying to remember what high school he goes to. It might be Oak Park. Um That's where Duan That's where Duan goes. Yeah, no. Okay, I got him mixed up. Um but Sam is uh currently committed. I think he's a three or four star quarterback. He's currently committed to Boston College. Um, now, that was because Michigan's recruiting interest didn't really exist all that much and MSU had taken Dewan. So I think now that MSU's got an open spot, Sam Johnson makes a lot of sense. There are some other kids that are out there, but uh, quarterback recruiting happens early, really early. So um, it's possible MSU doesn't take a kid or maybe takes, you know a lower ranked person just for depth, but I still think that that is a position they'll attempt to address. Now, MSU did lose a four-star quarterback earlier in the week, but bounced back in a major way, major way, just a day later, landing five-star offensive tackle Devontae Dobbs from Belleville High School in Michigan. uh, On the surface, a, just a mat just a huge literal and figurative get for MSU <laughs> the fourth offensive line commit in the class number 2 recruit in the entire state five star recruit across most services four and some ranked as one of the highest uh, recruits Mark Dantonio's ever gotten like, no, tr-
2: he, potentially the best.
1: Could be, at the end yeah. of the year. I mean, Malik McDowell was awful high, mm-hmm. and Charles Rogers, I think, was in the top 10. But, like, that's how – and that wasn't a D'Antonio get. But, like, that's how far back you have to go to find somebody like that and to get him – and you don't want to say, like, oh, we'll make that trade every day because you don't want to lose a guy like John Mathis. You want to get them both. but I don't want to trade at all. But if – I think getting an offensive tackle of that caliber in yeah. a lot of ways – for a school like Michigan State is a bigger deal than getting a quarterback. That's that good and I know that sounds counterintuitive, but like look around the country, the big the big offensive and defensive linemen, are those are the Clemson guys, those are the Bama guys, those are the Ohio State guys. Those that I mean w- watch college football. Like I know Tua, you know, had this huge moment in the National Championship game, but all year long the teams that can pressure the quarterback and the teams that can protect their quarterbacks mm-hmm. are the ones that are consistently great. Now getting a five-star tackle to go along with another four-star tackle, top-10 recruit, Spencer Brown, yeah, and uh, two other linemen that they've already had committed for a while, um, that's a big deal. And keeping that Belleville pipeline open is fun. Julian Barnett, yeah, I Bubba mean, Brown, Davion Williams, like we walked the halls of that high school. You sure did. Can we, we
2: talk about how, um, like, how many athletes that high school is produced?
1: Seriously, Holy they got molly. a program. So program
2: big get. And I'm gonna have uh, it's prediction time. Okay. Question. Over under, one and a half more players Michigan State signs before June is out. Before July first.
1: Okay. Uh, I'm gonna say two. I'm gonna say over. over. Yeah, I'm over. Wow. And I think they're both gonna come this Friday uh bonus prediction yeah bonus prediction i'll even give you names um there are two two announcements are coming this friday um both of which i'm pretty excited about and are are expected to go msu's way Mm. um first is defensive end michael fletcher uh he's a three or four star depending on what service you look at but um kids from the state of michigan if you look at him he's a beast if you look at, let's look him up real quick. I want to see what his actual measure, measurables are. But um, he is, let me see here. Michael Fletcher Rivals. Hold, please. I want to see how big this kid is. Yeah, Flint <laughs> Carmen Ainsworth, 2019. 6'5, uh, 240. Yes. Okay. So you're understanding now. 6'5, <laughs> six, six, 240. Got offers from, let's just read off his offer list Alabama, Kentucky, Michigan, Nebraska, Wisconsin georgia iowa uh pitt purdue notre dame nope notre dame didn't offer sorry uh yeah so that really brings it all down um nebraska like i said he took official visits to kentucky and michigan um but every the people are saying he's expected to sign with msu um the number 11 ranked prospect in the state if you watch him play this dude's real deal. Like He's a big, strong side defensive end. He's got these long arms. Um, adds another defensive end to MSU's class, which is obviously, I I mean, if you gave me a class of entirely offensive and defensive linemen, I would take it. So <laughs> okay. legit, like just look at my NCAA recruiting classes. Um, well, who else you got? So that, that's a big one. Uh, it's an exciting one. I, I'm really, really fired up about that one if it does happen. The other one is wide receiver Trey Mosley. Oh. Um, he is a so he's six
2: two one eighty. Oh, you got West him up Florida already. Field. Let's see it. Uh, his he has an extensive uh, offer sheet. As yeah, well. he has
1: a he has a a, a long one. Cincinnati,
2: uh, Missouri, and you we talked about Missouri being an interesting whenever they offer.
1: Yeah, they think
2: somebody's going to be able to get up and down.
1: Oh yeah, they yeah that's a guy who can run.
2: Um, let's see, Cincinnati, Iowa, Louisville. Oregon,
1: Michigan, I know Purdue. you. you did that to troll, but Michigan, I did. Uh, but he's—I mean, he visited Michigan. Like people like him.
2: So you're saying we're getting two more before the months out?
1: Yeah, I. Th- I well, listen, that's that's just me crystal ball. Here. Excited. But uh, I think those guys both have a chance. I would say I'm more confident in Fletcher than Mosley, but Mosley said earlier this week that he's going to be committing soon. I, you know, in terms of the way the rest of the recruiting class is going to play out, uh, it's going to be interesting. There's still some big time targets on the board, including um, the running back, Jaron Mangum mm-hmm. uh, from the state of Michigan. He's been uh, hot and heavy with Colorado recently, actually. Like you do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they do have dope uniforms. They already offered his younger brother, who's in the twenty twenty class. Yeah, Jaron and Jalen. Uh, yeah, so he's he's really tight with his brother, and he he wants to go to the same school as his brother. So it'll be interesting to see whether I, I think if MSU rolls out the red carpet for his brother too, or is like gets real serious about it, they're probably still the school to beat yeah but uh you know he's flirted with colorado and oregon so we'll see I, you know he's still out there uh there's another offensive lineman jd duplain who could come along um there's some debate as to whether spencer brown is an offensive tackle or a defensive tackle so taking another o-lineman yeah be interesting see if you can flip him around um there's probably room for another wide out i think there's a third wide out they offered this kid uh Alante Brown mm-hmm. recently, who's another wideout. Wouldn't be surprised at all to see him come in. I think there's a couple other running backs. And now a quarterback. So uh, it, it it's only going to be a, maybe a twenty twenty one person class, but it's going to be a – I mean, it's taken shape really nicely so far.
2: We'll see where uh, we net out at the next pod. I'm sure there will be more commitments by then. At least two. If you could do me a favor. Yes. Pray for me next week as I'm in yes. Vegas. It will be warm. I hope the gyms are air conditioned. Oof, if
1: they're not, you're just going to fry.
2: You might be in for some live tweeting.
1: Oh, I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, I really, really am. Um, all right. Well, this uh, concludes yet another edition of the only podcast for your co-host, John Kirby. Prayers up. Uh, I have <laughs> been, been, been Austin Smith and uh, we will catch you guys next time. See ya.
2: Today's episode is brought to you by cars.com.